0: Hi, welcome to the Guys From Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith.
1: Today's first question comes to us from Krista, who has asked, What do you miss most about video stores?
0: Oh man, nostalgia trip today, huh?
1: Right? Yeah. This is definitely a question that we, well, I certainly responded to, and I'm fairly certain Sean did too. I spent so much of my formative years wandering around video stores.
0: Well, and even when we were in university,
1: how long did we spend
0: in Blockbuster?
1: Oh, man. Like, when we were doing a bad movie night, we would spend half hour, 45 minutes wandering around the video store. Yeah, easy. Just because you could. And I, I th- jumping off to answer Chris's question, that's one of the f- first and foremost things that I miss about video stores is just having that liberty to walk around and pick up. the 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 cases and looking at the the movies and just going okay is this something that i'm interested in is this is this at all something that that our group could be interested in how am i going to to respond to this or how's my my group of friends going to respond to this so just having that ability to wander around aimlessly there's something so liberating in it
0: well and it was so much easier for bad movie nights so much mm-hmm. easier because, say, there, there's three or four of us almost always to select movies. Yeah. The rare occasion there'd only be two. But usually it was three or four and we could split the store into sections and then meet in the middle and pick up what we thought would be the best for the bad movie night. Whereas now it's kind of a Netflix Shutter. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else that I use. It's mostly just Netflix and Shutter
1: on demand. Like it could be an on demand if yeah. if there's something on the movie network, but maybe maybe there's something there. Maybe
0: the movie network, but iTunes is almost more likely mm-hmm. going to the horror section there. But that's like that doesn't have the same kind of communal feel of the like you, me, Derek, and Mark wandering around in blockbuster and meeting in the middle of blockbuster much to the amusement of the people who work there each with four <laughs> movies and all sharing the ones that we think are going to be the best and whittling it down to two or three
1: yeah and that was the best part was you would you would divide and conquer and you would go to different parts of the the new releases usually it was the new release section which at that point particular blockbuster was all around the outside. And so you'd kind of we would we would all kind of spread out to different parts different quadrants as it were of the blockbuster and we would stick to the outside and we would each grab two or three movies, the ones that we thought looked the best slash worst. And when we found them we would all kind of convene and we would just pass them around. I mean they say you can't judge a book by its title but we judged a lot of bad movies by their cover
0: and by the company that made them shout out vvs
1: <laughs> right absolutely and so that was the thing was you would check to see if it was vvs you would check to see just how bad the movie looked as far as the the cover went but also you got a brief synopsis of the movie and i know that on netflix you you can you see the cover Or the the poster or the... the, Yeah, you get
0: a brief description and a few little things. And like a clip montage now, which annoys the crap out of me. but
1: What do you mean? oh When you hover over top top of a title
0: for four seconds, not long enough to read it in some cases, and all of a sudden weird stock music starts and scenes from the movie start playing. It's like, I don't need this. Just let me read.
1: Yeah. And it just didn't seem like it was quite as... It's not quite as effective as as just being able to read the the back of the of the the case. So yeah, and you
0: get like the screenshots, and you get to see the case on the front and the back. You can see what reviews they have on mm-hmm. it. As we've mentioned, oh, I imagine that was a long time ago when I taught you how to watch movie trailers. Yeah, with the the quotes to see you'll have to see where the quotes are sourced from to get a sense of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like that. There was so something so much more fun about that. Now, admittedly, it's some of the bad movie nights that were wrapped around Netflix and stuff have been fine. Sure,
1: we've had some like we, decent luck with with Netflix finds as far as bad movie nights go.
0: Sure, like Teeth and uh, Nazis at the Center of the Earth. Like clearly, that's a title that is going to work for a bad movie. night.
1: Absolutely, but it just didn't have quite the same cachet as getting to wander around the movie store and just find random stuff and and hope that that might work and that was strictly for bad movie nights but i remember you know growing up as a kid before netflix was even remotely a thing i mean this was still back at the the preliminary stages of the internet right i would bike to the movie store and again i would just spend half an hour to an hour just wandering around either the new release section or or the different sections of the of the store, finding something that interested me, and I know like there were a ton of old movies that I that my dad would recommend, like um, uh, Catch Twenty Two and The Great Escape, are movies that my dad told me about. I was writing a short story, and he's like, "Oh, you need to to." Uh, it was for school, and you need to watch these movies, and so I went and found these movies and and was able to watch them just by by kind of wandering around and going, oh, those are those movies my dad told me about. Sure, I'll watch those. And so there was just something nice about being able to just not feel that pressure and just wander around until you found something that you felt like watching. Yeah. And again, I know you can do that with Netflix. It's just... It doesn't feel the same. It really doesn't feel the same, and I don't know what it is.
0: Now, do I like the convenience of Netflix and iTunes?
1: Yes. Obviously. Do
0: I like the fact that I don't have to go to Blockbuster? Like, tonight, if I want to watch a movie, I don't have to drive to Blockbuster to pay $7 for something that I may or may not like, whereas with Netflix, I'm either already paying the fee, or if I'm going on iTunes, maybe it's the 99-cent movie, there's tons of deals on it, or, at its heart... It's an HD movie for 6 bucks, So it is now easily cheaper than what I was paying at Blockbuster before Blockbuster closed. Certainly. To rent a movie. And that's just, like, I get why it's gone, but there is that, there is something nice about wandering around a movie store and grabbing boxes and reading boxes and finding movies you've never heard of. Because, yeah, I can kind of do that now, but chances are... I'm going to watch something I've heard of or it's going to be I have to go to an indie section or I go to a festival listing Mm -hmm. to find something I haven't heard of. Whereas at Blockbuster, it's just like, oh, cool. Here's the foreign film section. What just
1: what's out? Oh, this looks neat. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the other thing is for me, I feel like Netflix is getting better with the amount of selection that they have. And they're, they're, they're oh, yeah. adding more things on a daily basis or on a weekly basis. And you get the emails or as you log into Netflix, it's like 30 new things added in the last week. And so they do have more and more coming out. But I still feel like the variety that you could get in a movie store was still more because there were thousands upon thousands of titles. And you just had to spend the time to go through that entire store or if it's like okay i want to watch a western then i could just go to that western section and there were there were still more westerns at at the blockbuster or at the movie gallery in my hometown than there are on netflix right now just because they had all the cassette tapes from the last 50 years worth of movies where netflix doesn't have that many titles to choose from so i just feel like you could still get more or at least more of the classics that I'm looking for, whereas, like, you know, you keep bringing up these these movies that, that I should see, and unless they're on TCM or the Movie Network or on Netflix, I'm probably not going to get a chance to see them because they're just so hard to find. Whereas with a movie store, you might have a better chance of finding them.
0: I think the thing... That I'm having a problem with with this is you're comparing Netflix to a rental place. Whereas I think it would be more accurate if you compared Telus on Demand or iTunes to Blockbuster. Because you're like Netflix is what it is, right? It's right. not really, you're not renting something. It's a streaming service and they just get access to a lot of the movies that you want to see, right? Right. Whereas if you go on to the iTunes movie store to look for rentals, you can do exactly what you just said. Go to all genres. You're like, I kind of I don't know if there's westerns, but you're like, oh, I want to watch a sports movie. You click on the sports section, and there you go. There's the top whatever mm-hmm. releases. Here's all the new and noteworthy stuff.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's fair. And maybe it's just because I, I'm spending enough money on cable and Netflix and all the stuff that I don't really think about going to itunes or you know i don't even really rent movies on on talus on demand i'll i'll watch the ones that are free but i won't necessarily pay to rent them i know that i could and if i do that then there probably i there probably would be more but i just i haven't experienced that because i don't go there as regularly so it's not i don't know quite as regularly to as much regularity what is available for me so you know maybe i should check out uh, itunes if i want to watch some of those older movies that i keep hearing about or some of those classics that i i have yet to see that are nowhere else to be found
0: amazon video has also got some that's if you get into amazon prime youtube has some that you can rent from youtube direct from google like itunes does a weekly dollar movie so for example this week it's fences that Denzel Washington, 100%. Viola Davis right. movie that we talked about around Oscar season because mm-hmm. Denzel should have won that Oscar. So it's just like, I think that is a more apt and direct comparison sure. to what we've lost than Netflix.
1: Fair enough. I just know, like, Netflix is kind of the go-to as far as what people are watching. Like, And I'm not saying that people don't do iTunes or anything like that, but it's just A lot of people, you know, if I'm talking about a movie and people people will ask me, "Is it on Netflix?" And that's the that's the first thing that people will ask is, "Is it on Netflix?" Because I don't know what the percentage of the population is. I'm not even going to try and guess, but a fairly decent percentage of the population in you know third or uh, uh, first world countries probably have Netflix. Whether you have it or your your friend or your parents or your significant other has Netflix somebody has a Netflix account that you can get the password to. Right. And so a lot of people, if it's not on Netflix, people aren't going to try and source it out. And so I, I understand that that mentality.
0: Sure, yeah. I just don't think that you're giving enough credit to how many people still rent.
1: <laughs> Fair. That's totally justifiable. Like, I, I don't know for sure, but, um, you know, it's just that's not the way I go but I don't I guess I don't begrudge people who do and they probably are getting to see a lot more movies that I can't so uh you know yep and I also like so do you just go on to iTunes like the the application on my computer or would I just go onto iTunes and like I've never even tried to rent something on iTunes
0: yeah that's literally all you do you go to the top you switch it from music to movies and go to the store then you type in a movie and you go hey I really want to see Get Out again. All right, cool. It's 6 bucks to rent it, 5.99 Canadian. Neat. So then you rent it, it takes however I don't know what your internet's like. So let's say it takes 45 minutes to download, then you watch it. You've got it rented for 48 hours or if you wanted to buy it this way you could. Then you just store it on an external hard drive. It just
1: seems I I mean I hate I hate iTunes at the best of times. That's my other issue. Uh, is it just seems like oh look at that iTunes Store, unwatched. Do I have anything in my unwatched? No, nothing. I just I I feel like I spend so much time time so much time trying to avoid iTunes because every time they update it, they do something stupid and I have to relearn it. So I just kind of avoid iTunes at the best of my ability. Although that actually seems pretty simple. Hey, yeah, look it's at super that. simple.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for joining us for sean teaches dave technology
1: well it was an inevitability <laughs> I, I
0: guess what do you miss about movie stores here's an explanation of how to rent
1: movies on itunes they don't have westerns on as far as genres though no because nobody really cares <laughs> i'd be offended if it wasn't so true <laughs>
0: Well, and that's just it. Like, if you're looking for westerns, you go to Action Adventure.
1: Yeah. And, I like, if you
0: click on Action Adventure, I am sure something in the new and noteworthy will be a western. Because there's always some low-budge western that has just rolled out.
1: Always. Yeah, I mean, right at the beginning, I just clicked on new and no- or sorry on Action Adventure, and there was new and noteworthy. And the fourth one in is The Legend of Ben Hall, and it definitely looks like somebody who is uh, in some sort of western gear. So, Right. Like sure that I I get it. So it's just a matter of finding the right movies and just figuring out like do they have a whole bunch of old movies on here too? Yeah. Okay, well, fine. <laughs> okay, don't yeah, don't they check. do.
0: Like I said, they do. YouTube does uh, whatever your cable
1: provider, ours is Telus, Telus does. Hmm. All right. Let me just double check something here. Oh, look at that. They have the Long Riders Western movie on iTunes. God damn it. Fine. You win this round accordingly. Uh-huh. Huh. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> okay. $4.99 to rent. That's it, hey? Okay, sorry. <laughs> See, this is the problem is now I'm like, okay, well, it's only 5 bucks to rent, but I'm going to rent movies... From iTunes, and when I do that, it's going to be five bucks more that I shouldn't be spending on movies because I'm already spending X amount on cable and ten bucks on Netflix, and just like, oh, God, I don't need to rent more things.
0: <sighs> but if it's what you want to see and it's the only way you can see it, it's is true. that not a good. No, and I, I do
1: agree with that. It's just, I, I mean, I love The Long Riders and I haven't seen it in years, but I don't need to see it that badly at the moment. But it is good to know that. When I have the disposable income to do something like that, then I can. Yeah. So. Fine. Uh, what else do you miss about movie store, Sean? Well, uh,
0: I was just gonna tie that all together. Okay. But isn't that? Is that something that you don't then miss about having a movie store? Because it was six, seven dollars, to rent a movie, whereas totally. now you're, you are like, oh, I pay so much for, for cable and. And for Netflix, well, 10 bucks for Netflix, that's two rentals. So if you watch two movies on Netflix a month, it's paid for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cable, if you watch mostly HBO because you're like me when it comes to series. Oh, man. Right?
1: I'm telling you, if I could just and get... sports. Yeah. If I could just get rid of everything but the movie package with HBO and the sports package, I would be fine with that.
0: Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> but, like, when you think about it, so let's say that Deadwood movie comes out, mm-hmm. the one that I mentioned when we talked. Did we talk
1: about that? No, that, that was we, on We a, haven't yeah, yet no. have we? No.
0: So like there say there a Deadwood movie comes right. out if you if you didn't have HBO so you weren't paying that 20 whatever a month to have HBO mm-hmm. it would probably cost you six bucks to rent it. Yeah. if HBO released it as a rental, Or you would have to buy it on Blu-ray, like most HBO things. Right. To rent just a season of HBO off of somewhere like iTunes or PlayStation or whatever. Mm -hmm. P.S. PlayStation also does this. Cheapest. That's what I mean. Like a lot of people must do it because everyone has a service. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Um. Where was I going with that?
1: It just saves you money. Like Like, if you're going to rent a series,
0: like if you're renting Westworld, it would cost you forty-five bucks.
1: Good lord.
0: Just for yeah. that series. Because I've looked into that to cut mm-hmm. the cable, right? Because what do I watch? HBO movies and sports. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, how do you justify paying 50 bucks to see the next season of Game of Thrones, or $35 for a season of Game of Thrones, when it's $20 for me to get Game of Thrones and Last Week Tonight... And there's that new weird porn series that James Franco's in. Have you seen that advertised yet?
1: No, which one's that?
0: Uh, give me a second, I need to look it up. Vamp.
1: Oh, I thought I thought you already figured out the title and it was called Vamp. I was like, that's a weird title for an HBO show starring James no, Franco time. about porn. So, um, yeah, I will definitely vamp. This is me vamping.
0: You're so bad at this.
1: <laughs> I didn't know you put me on the spot.
0: That's what vamping is—fill
1: time. Clearly, it's working because we're still talking, and you were still—I assume—looking things up. So my vamping style, while unorthodox, seems to be pretty effective.
0: As long as it, I continue to talk to you. Yes.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. I guess there is. It's called the, it deuce. the deuce. The deuce. That's Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's a terrible title for a show. But I also kind of like it.
0: So here's, let me give you the, the synopsis, because clearly that is what this question was about. Well, yeah. Oh, man. We'll get back to it, I promise. Oh, yeah. But The Deuce, which premieres on September 10th, Okay. by the way. So just bringing that up. Boasting a fine ensemble cast. I'm on hbocanada.com, so get ready for a little bit of fluff. <laughs> and executive produced by David Simon. Okay. A name you should recognize.
1: I f- I, Do you recognize I it? I know. I recognize the name. I'm not sure why, but... Wire. Ah. Okay. I love it already.
0: Uh, George Pelicanos, Nina K. Noble, and James Franco, The Deuce chronicles the rise of the porn industry that began in New York City in 1971-72, driven by the gradual legalization of porn and a politically motivated effort to clean up Times Square, seizing the chance to cash in on the nascent porn business and sometimes being consumed by it are a vivid assortment of characters including vincent martino james franco a bartender with vision and connections frankie martino his twin brother also played by james franco amazing a dangerously freewheeling counterpart to his brother candy maggie gyllenhaal self-made on the street sex worker eyeing a new career in porn filmmaking pimps uh young prostitutes midtown cops Newspaper, reporter so it's it's a big ensemble HBO series set in seventies New York around porn.
1: Interesting. And just looking at the IMDB listing of all the different people in it, there are a lot of HBO regulars as there tend yep. to be. But uh for anybody who is a fan of The Wire, uh Lawrence Gilliard Jr. who played D'Angelo Barksdale and Gaben uh, Kenagby, who I think played Chris. I am absolutely butchering his name, but the guy who played Chris in The Wire, he's in it. Uh, Chris Bauer, who played um, the dad in the second season. Like, there's a ton of HBO faces, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that guy, I know that guy. Uh, Method Man is in it, apparently, so that's cool. Of course he is. Yeah. Uh, What an interesting concept. I did see something when... um, I saw something about uh, James Franco and Maggie Gyllenhaal playing like twins and I had no idea – or sorry, James Franco playing two different characters and Maggie Gyllenhaal was in it too. Like I I didn't know what the concept was or anything but now I know. It's it's this new HBO show. So that sounds fun.
0: So say you wanted to – getting back to our uh, second layer down topic, blah. Yeah. Say you wanted to watch that. At a video store, you – I don't know how they used to do series, but it used to be, like, you could rent it for a week for 11 or $12, right? Like, you got the, the Blu-ray mm-hmm. DVD set. Let's go with DVD set, because Blu-ray was probably more. But you got the DVD set for 12 bucks, and you got it for a week, so you could... Mm-hmm. Sort of an early binge watch. If you wanted to rent it or buy it on iTunes or Sony or wherever you were looking forty five dollars to buy it and probably five bucks an episode right. so 13 episodes at five bucks a pop jeez right so like netflix is kind of awesome for that and cable is kind of awesome for covering what we watch right like if all you watched was the big bang theory one of the csis for sure and local sports mm-hmm. then yeah you're paying way much too much cut all that other chaff out yeah but what you're watching value wise compared to buying or renting it
1: sure it's just
0: you're doing okay
1: it, it is too much. much it is too much I, I absolutely agree but i mean there's only so much you can do but i love hbo and i love the movie networks and i've seen a lot of new movies because of just being a part of the movie network like i watched uh fantastic Beasts and where to find them yesterday oh yeah yeah so because it was on the movie network and i was like Hell yeah, I'll watch this movie. I want to see it. We've talked about it in the trailer react. I'll, I'll absolutely do that. So, did you is, like it? Yeah, I really, I really liked it. It was a really fun show. Cool. Um, but having been able to just access that because it was on was really nice. Whereas you know, a lot of chance, a lot of times, especially in kind of the the heyday of the movie stores, you would get movies especially because we didn't have HBO or anything like that. Like, we we had we would have Showcase because it was part of our basic cable package, and I think there was, like, Encore Avenue or something along those lines as far as movies go. But you would get that. Those were your two movie outlets, and every now and then you'd see something on, like, CBC would have the family movie on Sunday nights, or yep. or you might get a, a random movie on NBC or, or CBS or Rain something. Rain delay movies. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Yeah. So... Now, with the movie network and just with more cable, you have more opportunity to watch newer releases and just movies that you might not necessarily have gotten a chance to other than going going to rent them. So, I mean, there are certainly advantages to modern cable and, and modern streaming services. It's just, there's something so, and maybe it's just the sense of nostalgia that comes along with the movie theater, or with the movie store.
0: Yeah, there is some of that too. I mean- Because you're right, we do have a lot of access to it, but a lot of it is not our choice. No, exactly. Like, I don't get to pick what the movie network is putting out. But something that was kind of irritating about a movie store, I don't know what the one in Barhead was like, but Red Deer, some of those new releases, you were fighting to get. That's true. Like, if it was a big song, like, you want to see The Matrix, Mm -hmm. you pretty much have to be there when somebody returned it for the first three or four weeks.
1: Is that right? Now, how many copies would they have? Because I remember if it was a big enough... Oh yeah, because if it was a big enough movie, they would have—I don't know—there'd be the the wall panel so there'd be four or five shelves, maybe even more, six or seven shelves, and there would be, you know, for for every four feet, there was six movies per each shelf or something like that. And you know, there'd be some some points depending on the movie. If it was big enough, they would fill those entire shelves of the same movie just because there were that many people who wanted to see them.
0: Yeah, like, oh yeah, the one at VHQ and Red Deer did basically the same thing with the really big ones, mm-hmm. but Matrix was a little more niche sure. than t- Titanic. Titanic wasn't hard to get because there was two bloody walls of Titanic.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then I think once they, once they got to a point where the movie wasn't quite as popular, they would... Um they would start selling off some of those used copies, which, I mean, I was going through a bunch of my old... I I was actually organizing my DVDs last night, and I was putting them in alphabetical order, but I was actually purging a lot of the cases, a lot of just the random crappy cases, and putting all those movies into uh, uh, CD binders. Just that way I could contain my DVDs without having to haul boxes upon boxes of DVDs as I had to when I just moved. Yeah, so to find that a way sounds to like a con- good idea. Yeah, trying to find a way to contain. And I mean, like the really good ones, like my Lord of the Rings box sets and and things like that. I'm not going to put those in in sleeves. Yeah, oh sure. DVD cases. I'm still gonna I'm still gonna keep a bunch of DVD cases. But the ones like even Shawshank Redemption, which just came in one of those cardboard cases. You know, the cardboard ones that just kind of had the the little plastic uh, latch. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't need the, the Shawshank Redemption case. There's nothing special about this one. I don't need to, to keep this. But like, yeah, the the Lord of the Rings or, or um, you know, my Fight Club, which which is, came with a bunch of cool extra supplemental stuff. It's like those ones, I don't mind just getting – those ones I'll keep. But anything else is just in a plastic, boring case that I'm, I'm going to get rid of that to, to condense things. Um, that is a good idea, I was going
0: through I should do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's totally worth I'm it. I'm
0: looking at my shelf of DVDs and I'm like, do I do I really need the iHeart Huckabee's case anymore? I don't think I do.
1: Right? It, exactly. And I'm on on Amazon you can get CD wallets for fairly cheap. So um, I just had a couple extras that I found as I was uh, unpacking. I was like, oh, good, I have a few. So I just put them in there. So I didn't get all of them in, but I got a good proportion in my in my CD wallets. But it's it's just a great way to condense them, and I'm just going to go recycle these cases.
0: That makes so much sense. And then I've got another yeah. bookshelf. For people who have never been to right? Sean's exactly. house,
1: I have a bookshelf
0: of DVDs. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you, you get rid of... You put all those DVDs, or a goodly proportion of those DVDs, into a CD wallet. Then all of a sudden, you have a lot more space. Yeah. So I might yeah. Have to do anyway, that. so I was doing that. Yeah. And as I was organizing them, I found a bunch of DVDs that said "Movie Gallery" on ha. them. Clearly, I bought them secondhand because I was like, "Well, they didn't need to sell these movies anymore, or they didn't need need to, to rent these this many of them." So they sold a bunch.
0: And what a great way to get movies! That was. Right? I loved and doing that. And
1: that's, I mean, going back to what we miss. I mean, you can get used movies elsewhere, but you'd go to a movie store to rent a film. And so we would rent a couple movies on uh, from Blockbuster for a bad movie night. But then you go through the used section. And it's like, oh, this movie, five bucks for this movie. Hell yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah,
0: exactly. Or if, oh, we're doing a. If you're renting something, you get three for six bucks. Out of that bin there, or two for five, or out of that bin. It's like, uh-huh. oh, okay. Well, our trip just extended yeah. by half an hour, because D- bought- David and I have to go through this bin.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd watch, I, I would buy movies that I hadn't seen yet, because it was cheaper to, to buy them oh, all the than time. it was to yeah. rent them.
0: That's why I have I Heart Huckabees. Speaking of which, well, it's just like, yeah, I like David O. Russell. Sure, I'd, I'd like to see this. Oh, it's $2 to buy it or 7 to rent. <laughs> huh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so just going through and then, like, I mean, video games and, and stuff like that, there are always those options as well, right? So it was kind of a – in its heyday, there was kind of – it was kind of a, a – catch-all when you went to the movie store and you could always find something that you wanted to buy and spend extra money when you probably didn't need to, but, you know, I would do it anyway.
0: Yeah, but three, like I said, three movies for six bucks.
1: Right, So if you did
0: that instead of renting a movie Mm -hmm. and say we were able, because how many times did we end up just buying bad movies? Because we went to that three for six bin, went, okay, well, this sounds great and this sounds great and we'll do this one. We just saved a bunch of money. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, it's, it was weirdly economical for a bunch of university students.
0: Oh, it definitely was. Yeah. You briefly brought up video games. We gotta at least talk about that a little bit.
1: Well, and that's the thing, right? I mean, we didn't we didn't rent video games as much as we rent movies from the movie store, but we still would. You know. And, oh yeah. And I mean, we've talked about them before, but. There's when when Derek had his Wii in our old place in Constable and we did that 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 was where we did the was that the Sonic and Mario Mario and
0: Sonic at the two thousand eight Beijing Olympics. Yeah,
1: so we did that one. And that was the same right around the same time as when we got that weird Japanese there's a bowl of ramen noodles that's gonna destroy the earth game.
0: Well, it wasn't gonna destroy the earth. It was just going to make all ramen taste like it has a thumb in it which we could not allow. That's why you had to iron oh and I had to fold laundry, I think.
1: It was such a weird game, but we had so much fun playing it.
0: I still hope that somebody out there remembers what it was called. Yeah. Weird Japanese mini game game, super funny. And it was like ironing and folding laundry and mowing lawns and just like weird stuff mm-hmm. like that to earn money to be able to buy the weapon to stop the enemy from space.
1: Yeah, it was so so strange, but the nice we if we were just on I don't know if you can just buy games on the the Nintendo Wii system like you can on on PlayStation or something like that, but if we were if if we you were on Amazon or something to. like that, we wouldn't it is very likely we wouldn't have gone, okay, I'm going to I'm going to rent or buy this video game. But we just, on a whim, we're like, oh, that sounds ridiculous, and there's three of us, and we just want something that we can kind of pass the controllers back and forth with. Sure, let's try this one out. And we had a riot with that game.
0: That, we played, didn't we rent like three games, and all we played was I that think one? I so.
1: It couldn't have been the same time as Sonic and Mario, because we played Sonic and Mario a ton. No. We loved that game. No, that was different.
0: Well, I think it. we got that one because we wanted something other than the Olympics because we had played it so much. I think so that's
1: much. probably right. Yeah, so we just wanted something different, and that was that was definitely different. But it was a change of pace, and we were able to to rent those video games and just kind of have a look. And again, there were the screenshots on the back so you could take a look and go, Oh, that looks kind of cool. The graphics are interesting. Or, what a weird concept. I'm down with this. And so we would try that and just have ourselves a riot.
0: Yeah, I miss being able to rent video games.
1: Yeah, so that was one of the bigger things. And I mean, when I was super young and and there was even fewer, like there were fewer game systems and everything like that, you could actually rent the game system from video stores. So, you know, I'd have a, it wouldn't be me, but a friend of mine would have a birthday party, a sleepover birthday party some weekend. And we would go to, I think the the store that we had rent, to them, rent them from was called Entertainment Galore. And he could go and. Go okay. and rent a video game console and a couple games for the weekend. And so we would just hang out in the basement playing Nintendo or Sega or something. And we could go and do that and then bring it back. So that way you the parents didn't have to buy a game system for their kid. But if they had friends coming over, you could rent the game system. And those kids were shut away for hours upon end. And you didn't even have to ever worry about them because they were too busy...
0: Me- well, there was a Mario. Right, exactly,
1: play. or Sonic, or Hockey, or whatever it was, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was always a good one because you could always play two people at a time. Yep. So, yeah, it was just, it was, the ability to rent a game console was also pretty awesome. It'd be pretty sweet to just, you know, if there's a, I guess it's harder now because a lot of games don't, you know, there's, there's, they're so big that it's more than just a couple hours of play time. But it'd be, re- it'd be yeah. really cool if you could just rent a PlayStation 4 for a couple hours or for a couple days and just play a game. But again, I understand that, like, I wouldn't be able to really rent a PlayStation and then play No Man's Sky because that game is so... Well,
0: you could, but you wouldn't get right? anywhere.
1: Well, and the other problem is now everything's linked up to, to online and your online profile. And, I mean, I guess technically I could, you know, you could log in and... Because everything gets saved to the cloud, right? So, you know, if I if I was playing No Man's Sky on a rented PS4 and then rented it again in a couple weeks and played it some more, it would all be saved from where I saved, despite the fact that this, this is a different game system, I assume. I don't know how it works, but in my mind, that makes the most amount of sense. Oh,
0: it would just be so hard because you'd have to reset it as your primary console. There's a bunch of right. things that make yeah. it much more difficult now than it was when it was just a box that you shoved a cartridge into.
1: Totally, and that's kind of what I figured. It's just not as simple anymore, but there's also not really an outlet to do that anymore.
0: No, there really isn't.
1: But even when Blockbuster was kind of in its having its death rattle and they were waiving late fees and, and doing anything they could to try and stay afloat, they weren't renting out game consoles just because... I don't think it was economically viable, and it just didn't make a lot of sense. It wasn't that easy. Yeah,
0: no, it's not. And again, that just with yeah. everything getting more complicated, and so many people would just never bother to return it, because mm-hmm. then wow. you just got the system.
1: Right? Exactly. So yeah, and I mean, it was one thing if it was a, a crappy B movie, but it's another thing if it's you're if you're renting at that point, it'd be a PS two or a PS three, and. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, Blockbuster's out five hundred bucks because they rented this to somebody and they didn't bring it back because it was easier to rent it for, or cheaper to rent it for a couple days and just not bring it back, right? So
0: yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. you can never go back to that Blockbuster again. Whatever, I'll go to Rogers Video. It's over there. Exactly. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else offhand that you can think of that you miss about video stores? No, I think we've. I miss the staff
0: selections. Sure, but. I was pretty good at that myself <laughs> to be fair. fair so yeah I think part of it is also now because we have IMDB and supercomputers in our pockets it's not mm-hmm. the same as like oh man I wonder what Bill who works at the desk thinks oh these are probably pretty good because totally. I have very similar movie tastes to Bill whereas now it's just like oh I, I no. there's this obscure movie from uh, Yemen that I want to see Do you guys have it uh So it's just, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I like, I miss having the staff to talk to as well.
1: Totally. Yeah. And especially if you were a regular, they, they kind of know you and just be like, oh, hey man, how's it going? And oh yeah, I written this. Oh, I saw that. And like, there'd be a little, there was, it was so personable, you know? But
0: just the, the, Uh, I think it was the community thing that I missed the most. I do miss mm -hmm. just going with friends sectioning stuff off, finding movies, deciding on what to get, finding new stuff. Yeah. Things yeah. that we'd never heard of. Well, and
1: I and think giving that's... giving it a
0: shot and...
1: That's the biggest thing is there were there were four people and they would divide and conquer and they would go get these different ones and meet in the middle, whereas now you all sit in the living room and one person has their remote and you just scroll through and go, okay, ah, uh, eh, eh, eh. And it's just not quite as... It's not the same. No, there's just it's not quite the the social thing as it as it could have been, you know. And I don't know, it seems like such a weird thing to be upset about, but you know that it because movies once a movie starts, for the most part, you're not going to be talking through it unless it's a bad movie night. But right, but there was still something so social about going with your buddies and finding that one movie that all three of you could agree on. Yeah. So
0: and that is I think that's what I missed the most cuz honestly like just renting from home I'm fine with.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure I would be I too. I just was trying to yeah. come up with more things that I missed about it. But that's the biggest one for sure was the social aspect that came along with finding that one movie that everybody could agree on.
0: And there was this one time and we'll wrap we'll wrap up on this. Mm-hmm. There was this one time in Red Deer uh during the summer they would put their classic section. Okay. Yeah. In VHS only Would be four for four dollars So anything In the classics section Was basically a dollar So if you got You could do that once a week Right And that you could Like come back the next week And get another four And that is Probably how I saw Most of like the AFI top 100 Right and that's when i went from oh yeah movies are neat to me well
1: and that's totally fair and i know barhead we had the it at the movie gallery or what whatever it was in its different incarnations it was and i don't know if maybe it was just in the summer or maybe it was it was a, a full time thing after a while but it was again the vhs only and it was anything that wasn't a new release and it was Five movies, five days, five. Bucks. Oh,
0: that's yeah. That's a basically the same principle. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Same same sort of idea. So if you were having again a sleepover party and you wanted to rent some horror movies, you go to the the old classic section or to the classic horror, and you get five movies. And so even if you don't watch all five in that night, you have you're you're loaded for bear. You have a lot of movies to choose from. So depending on who's around, you could be like, okay, let's let's watch this one, this one, and this one, and then you still have four days to watch the other two if you really yeah. wanted to. So, yeah, it, there was something nice about that, but, um, you know,
0: but that, that has been only... replaced by Netflix.
1: Absolutely. I, yeah. Do, yeah, I do. I exactly. do
0: miss that feeling. Cause that was really neat being mm-hmm. like 12, 13 years old and wandering around and being like, I'm going to see Godfather and the exorcist and North by Northwest <laughs> And that would be in a week,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, that's uh that sounds like when you tell me to watch all these movies on TCM. Yeah,
0: pretty much. It's because you didn't do this when you were twelve. Damn it!
1: No, I mean I did. It just was. It was with different ones, right? Yeah. So I'm sure eight, six, like, seven, evil is not the IMDb. same, Dave. That's what you think.
0: It yeah, I've I've seen them both, so I'm pretty confident in that statement. <laughs> Fine <laughs> All right. Our second question is brought to you by the Dumont Television Network. Makes sense. Are you tired of the stranglehold that the two other networks have on your television? Obviously, I. It's what you've been complaining about this whole forty-two minutes, right? Why not tune in to the innovative and dynamic Dumont Network featuring such great programs as The Maury Amsterdam Show, Captain Video and His Video Rangers, or the latest in programming innovations. Cash and Carry, a so-called game show, where real people have a chance to win money by answering questions on cans, the hilarious husband and wife stunt feature, or play from home by phoning in to your local station to guess what is under that barrel. All this and more on the Dumont Network, 1946, it's gonna be our year.
1: And we're back. Today's second question comes to us from Steven, who has asked us, do you feel bad about skipping ads? Uh, first off, second question, woo. I know. Go us. Because
0: that's, is that three weeks in a row? Two with you, but three weeks in a row overall for the guys from so, we, had,
1: we had We had breakfast foods and something else, right?
0: Sunday comics, yep.
1: Sunday Comics, right? Because those two went hand-in-hand. And then you and Jeremy last week got a couple questions in? Yep. So then, yeah, three weeks in a row with two questions. Guys, we're killing it this summer. Huh? Uh, We're going to be back to one question soon enough, and you guys won't know what to do with us.
0: Uh, Well, considering we know what the next couple weeks should be like, yeah, Mm -hmm. we're going to get back to one. But... That's why we're enjoying this, just like I enjoy the refreshing taste of Sierra Mist. Sierra Mist is the different <laughs> lemon-lime cola with that amazing flavor of mint.
1: So is that your way of getting people to stop skipping ads, is to just put it right in the middle of the podcast?
0: Yeah, it is. And I think, I'm, I'm, I think that that's—I almost prefer that as an advertising scheme than commercial breaks. Or sticking an ad in front of or during a YouTube video. Oh, that is the worst. That one... In front of, I can accept. Yep. Where it's just like, hey, hey, it's the A&W guy and he's talking about root beer for five seconds and I can skip it. Mm-hmm. Fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I love AW root beer. This guy talking about it's not going to make me buy any. But if I have the chance to get some, I'm going to because it's good root beer.
1: Sure. But it's the ones where there's a, a 20 minute long video where it might be... Like, um, you know, I, for instance, the other day I was I was watching somehow the, the best of Norm Macdonald roasting celebrities on, on Weekend Update came up on my YouTube. And so I was watching that. It was like a 14, 15-minute long clip. And halfway through, it just went to an ad. Yep. And I find that so frustrating because...
0: Because it's not naturally cut in.
1: Exactly.
0: It, does, it doesn't, like, at least with television... When you're planning for ads, it's like, okay, I've got Mm -hmm. a 21-minute program. There are ad breaks every seven minutes. Yep. Okay, they write to have act breaks at the ads. When it's inserted into YouTube, I was watching – what was I watching? Oh, I didn't have a chance to watch the Super Cup, the first leg of the Real Madrid-Barcelona Super Cup game. Okay. So there's there's a few people on YouTube who put really good highlight packages together, like 15-minute highlight packs. Okay. Which is a really good pack for – We've talked about this before with a lot of different sports where I watch Pittsburgh Penguin highlights. It's 20 minute package of the best plays of the game, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, Sportsnet does Blue Jays in a half hour. So you see an entire yeah. game condensed to a half hour. That's, that's a good way to do it. You get to feel like it's more than just two goals and there's your highlights package in 45 seconds. It's, it's a comprehensive look at the game.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. all the love to Jay and Dan, I'm happy they're back. And I'm going to probably watch them when they're back. Certainly. On SportsCenter, but I want more than a goal and the red card for Ronaldo, right? Like, I want to see the plays. Absolutely, yeah. And the close shots and all of that sort of stuff. I was watching that, and it was 15 minutes long, and there were two commercial breaks in it. And one of them was cut in the middle of a move. (laughs) And what I mean by that is, like, so the, the play is building up, and then it cut to an ad for some like insurance or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was an unskippable 25 second ad for insurance. I was like, I don't want to watch this, but I don't have a choice because I want to see the rest of this. Specifically. I'd like to see how this move that started and the pass was heading toward the box Mm -hmm. ends up. So I have to sit there for those 30 seconds. And then when it comes back, it rewinds it a few seconds. That way it's not completely cutting it apart. But it's still cutting it
1: apart. You're still missing the momentum. You're still missing the flow. Like if they're gonna do it, at, I'm not condoning it because I find it infuriating. But if you're gonna do it, at least figure out where there's a logical stop. So it's after goalie's made a save, or after a goal has been scored, or after this play is done. Even if it just ends up with a you know, like maybe it's a really good move and the shot goes out through the through the end line. But at least there's a stopping point, not in the middle of the effing play.
0: Yeah, that was yeah. But I like I get it, and I don't think if you've monetized in that way, you control where the breaks are. They're just at points, right? And that's a YouTube thing. So I, I I don't think this guy has control over that.
1: Okay, well and no, so, like, and I, I, I don't get think... it. He's
0: monetizing his content so he can make money for because he p- cuts together amazing highlight packages. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, dude, I hope you can make enough to keep doing this, and this will be your income or whatever. Fine. But it still pisses me off.
1: Absolutely. I, I agree. I just find, I mean, one of the best parts about when YouTube was first coming around was that you could watch all kinds of random clips online without having to deal with ads. And commercials were only still a thing that were on TV. And so not having to deal with video ads at the beginning of your of your films or of your your video clips whatever it was you were watching that was really nice and then it kind of started coming in it's like okay well it's frustrating that it's at the beginning of the of the clip but whatever right? you know like you said it's a 5 second A&W, you know sometimes it's like a 5 second Shivas Regal commercial literally that's the length of the ad and then, yeah. then it cuts to the thing or it's a 25-30 second ad but after 5 seconds you can skip not that big a deal but when it's a, a 30 second ad that you can't skip right in the middle of something you're watching, that is infuriating to me.
0: Or a 30-second unskippable ad that's before a minute and a half long video.
1: Well, and that's the other thing I was going to say. It's
0: like, come on.
1: (laughs) On occasion, I will go and click whether it's uh, like global news or CTV or something like that, something local, there's some sort of local thing that I want to watch and it's uh, yeah. a, a sports story or something, whatever it is. It doesn't really matter, but it's a, a literally a 45-second long clip and I'll get two 30-second ads back-to-back. Back. Literally, there's more ad time than the time of the, of the clip that I want to watch. And what's the point yeah, of
0: The that? local TV channels are the worst for they that. They
1: really are. It's, it's like, oh, really yeah, here's an RBC
0: commercial, and then here's a, a commercial for Sun Life. hmm Oh, good.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: Like you said, can I see that 30-second highlight of the Stampede fireworks now? Right, Because that's exactly. what I'm here for.
1: Yeah. There was something that piqued my interest, but you were at very, very high risk of me not watching it at all because you put two frickin' ads before your your movie clip or before your clip, so it's just yeah. that that part I find really really frustrating. I just, I mean, I've never been, I shouldn't say I've never been a, a fan of ads because Super Bowl ads, great. And oh. there's some times where, where, I mean, I remember going to movies and you wanted to make sure that you got to the movie before the previews because you wanted to watch the previews. Yeah, and even like when when you would rent a movie, oh, throwing it back to that last. Uh, part of the episode, when you yep. would rent a movie, you would get to watch the trailers. And I, you know, there's still DVDs that I have where you can't, you know, some of those DVDs that's built in that you can't skip the ads, that you can't skip the trailers. I don't yeah. necessarily mind so if- that because I still like watching those trailers. When it's movie ads or movie trailers, it's one thing. And I find even when it comes to YouTube, if if I'm watching something and a movie trailer pops up as, as opposed to that, A&W jackass or something else that kind of pops up, I'm more inclined to watch that ad because it's a movie trailer and it's something that I'm interested in versus just something that is up there to make money.
0: Yeah, and sometimes it's a trailer I haven't seen Mm -hmm. or like it's a a new cut for a movie that I'm looking forward to or whatever. I do appreciate the fact that YouTube has added in the last few weeks, I think it was even this, within a month, they added that do you like this ad thumbs-up, thumbs-down f- feature on all ads? Oh, I don't so know if i are actually pay attention to that. Ah, uh, yeah, so ads now are starting to get to where they're trying to get their targeting better. Okay. So I am starting, like, I am making sure that I am using that to see if maybe I will get more movie trailers this way or more albums and movie trailers. And I've, I have started to get commercials... From Quebec, meaning I'm starting to get Joel commercials, which also make me very happy. Because <laughs> I will totally sweet. watch an RBC commercial if it is in French.
1: Yeah, 100%. Well, and that's good to know. That, why not? That way they might be able to... I don't know if it's based on the fact that you're signed in as Sean Cordingly or if it's yep, your it IP is. address. But regardless, if it can be tailored to you, then I'm going to be less frustrated about that.
0: Well, exactly, right? So oh, That's good to I know. I think... I think that's a good thing. What about PVRing stuff? Like, Lord knows, I will never watch anything on AMC or FX now without PVRing it, so I can skip the seemingly twenty minutes of commercials.
1: Oh, it's to twenty five minutes
0: of commercials.
1: There was something I just watched on on FX, and I can't remember what it was. But I was really happy that I watched it PVRed because having to watch that live would have just driven me crazy. I have like, what no I problem watch? skipping ads if I've recorded something.
0: Twister. I texted okay. you and I was like, oh, dude, Twister's on AMC. Mm-hmm. And I actually ended up watching it. But it was insane that Twister was two and almost three-quarter hours long. It's Twister.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, it doesn't it, need it doesn't this many need commercials for sheds. Right. <laughs>
1: Well, and that's the issue, right? I mean, I've gotten to a point where if I'm going to watch something that I know is, and I, this isn't all the time, but if I if I am able to do it, if I'm going to watch something that I know is on a station that has a lot of commercials, I will often pause it and let it kind of pre-record a half hour or so, so at least that way I can watch a bunch of it without having to to get into commercial. Yep. Now, obviously I'm not going to do that with sports or anything because you want to be able to watch the sports as it comes. But oh, yeah. something like a movie or a TV show or something like that where, you know, if it's an hour-long TV show and I and I go to that channel at 7.55 and hit hit, or hit play and then or I hit pause, then I can record that for a half hour as I'm cooking supper or, or as I'm, I'm doing laundry or putting clothes away or something like that. I come back down. It's ready to go. I've got a half hour built up. All of a sudden, by the time I catch up to where the commercials are, it's almost over.
0: I've started doing that a little bit with awards shows, because I love award oh, yeah. shows, but yeah. good lord, I don't care about Chanel. Mm-hmm. I don't need to watch the L'Oreal commercial. If there were different commercials, and part of this is being a Canadian, right? Sure. Our yeah. commercial breaks on a lot of our channels suck. They like, are terrible. Not even close to it. And some American channels are, are bad, too, when you get some of those local ads and stuff that are just shit. But- mm-hmm. Big events in Canada, good lord, 12 ads total run on repeat for three and a half hours? No.
1: Oh, it's insufferable. (laughs) It it just drives me crazy.
0: Yeah, I just, I can't. So, but I'm exactly the same way with you, where it's just, I'd like to watch those live so I can be tweeting about it, because mm-hmm. I know there are people who, especially who listen to the podcast, yeah, who talk to me on Twitter when I'm live tweeting stuff like this. So I like doing that, but sitting through those stupid L'Oreal commercials, and then CTV advertising some show that nobody gives a crap about, because it's, they've stolen it from some network in the United States anyway. Yeah. Like, I don't.
1: I don't need to I see need a, need a thousand two This Is Us ad. commercials.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That was that was the one in the last Oscars, I think, wasn't it?
1: It might have been. I can't remember. It's been around for a couple seasons, I think. And from what I understand, from a lot of people whose opinions I actually respect, apparently it's not a bad show. But well, uh, I didn't as need far to As far see... as network goes,
0: yeah, I've heard it's yeah. quite good as well. But you're right. Do you need to see the same with canned stock music... 45 second clips from this is us at the end of every commercial.
1: Absolutely not. No, it's just it's I don't I don't need that. Um like just getting back real quickly football. to the YouTube and uh-huh. sorry.
0: Like it's the bane of watching <laughs> NFL football
1: in Canada for sure, yeah. Yeah. Um getting back to YouTube really quickly. The other thing I find frustrating is listening to music and playlists and everything. And so and and it's the same with when um was it Apple who bought out Shazam? Or no, Google. Google Play. Google, Google Play is is what Shazam used to be. Or not Shazam, um Songza. Yeah. And um it's really frustrating when you you have a playlist going in. So, for instance, when I'm doing the throwback tracks, I, I build myself a playlist of all the tracks that I picked for that month, put them all in the playlist, then I try and figure out the flow. But it's really hard to do that because at the end of every second song, there's an ad that gets in there. It's on a playlist. And so you it breaks up the feel of the playlist for me. And that also means that if I have that that playlist as I'm working, when I was working at... at Lunchbox when I was working in there and I'd have that playlist on, every two or three songs, there'd be an ad. And sometimes those ads are three or four minutes long. It's not just a 30-second clip, but sometimes it's a full song or even worse, it's like a little mini video podcast about this weird science thing that they've discovered that they're trying to sell you. And it's just like, I don't want this. Yeah. It's really goddamn frustrating. And it's I find it even more frustrating with Google Play... Because uh, Songza used to be ad-free. There'd be one ad at the beginning of Songza when you when you started the, the playlist. That was it.
0: Right. Fine.
1: I don't care about that. But after four or five songs, you get an ad for a podcast or you get an ad for this or you get an ad for that. And then, like, well, you can get rid of these ads if you just pay for Google Play, if you pay for an account. So it's like, okay, so you guys are making money by having people put ads every three or four songs, but you're also making money by people paying to not have these ads. So you're making money both ways, and I find that really frustrating.
0: Well, but that's the best way to monetize that, because they need to be paying at least into those pools for artists.
1: Sure. Because f- this I- means
0: they're actually getting paid as opposed to Songzo where they were not.
1: Right, and I guess that makes sense, but it's like, I feel like, I don't know, there's just a frustration. Uh, it's Again, it's the frustration of working and then having that nice flow of the playlist, and then all of a sudden... And it was really weird, because in th- it, it always seemed like the commercials were 10 decibels louder than the, than the songs were, so you'd have the songs at a nice level, and then the commercials would come in and just blast your eardrums, which is also really annoying, but... Yeah, th- that's fair. Yeah, so it was just... Mildly frustrating, but I think it's more frustrating on YouTube where I've built a playlist and it's just like every second song. It'd be, and I guess Google Play. I'm, I'm exaggerating a bit. I say every two or three, and I'd say it's more five or six songs when there's a, a commercial. So it's not like it's every couple songs, but YouTube. It yeah. seems that it's every couple songs you get a little bit of an ad, and I find that really frustrating.
0: Time to switch to Spotify slash Apple Music.
1: I, I have Spotify now.
0: Yeah. That's the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. And yes, so. unless you start paying for it, you're going to get to get ads, but it's that's just what it is.
1: Yeah, and I think I'm I I'm on a, a shared plan, and I think it's uh, paid for, so I don't have to worry about ads or anything. So I'm I'm less cranky when it comes to Spotify. All right.
0: Well, there you go. So now you can start building the playlists for throwback tracks on there.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I I just started with um. With uh, Spotify this month. So maybe next month I'll be able to start doing that. That's a really good call. And then get I get The ropes. Just, what's that?
0: Get it. Get used to it. Get Learn yeah. the ropes. Figure yeah, exactly. out what you like.
1: Yeah. So when we do our podcast, we have one, and I'm using air quotes as broadly as I yeah, can the, here. The Dumont
0: Television Network.
1: Yeah. The Dumont Television Network. We have that ad right in the middle. It break, breaks up our segments. It works out pretty well. Yeah. When we, you know, actually have people paying us for ads, we can put that ad in there. So i I understand that that is a way to make money. And I listen to Norm Macdonald live, and I listen to um, I'm trying to think of uh, like um, Crime Town has has ads and everything like that. Yep. I understand that that's the way that people make their money so they get these sponsors. I really like that on the on my iPhone with my podcast app, I can skip fifteen seconds so I can just skip right through those ads. Sure. Because I don't mind the odd one, and I think be, you know our ads. It's it's one quick ad right in the middle. It's not really worth skipping, like especially because I listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm driving. I'm not going to pull out my phone for a 30 second ad when that's all it is. But I found like they're just
0: telling you about loot crate for 30 seconds and then they're done. It's just like, okay,
1: cool. exactly Loot crate. But there's some, and it, it, crime town might be one of them. I can't remember, but there's been a few podcasts that I've been listening to lately where at the end of the show, it's two minutes worth of ads. So the show will end and it's just like, oh, we're brought to you by this. And 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 they just churn through a bunch of ads. I'm like, I, I'm done the podcast. I don't need to listen to this anymore. So I will skip through to the end of that podcast. So that way it deletes off my phone. And I don't have to worry about carrying it anymore and sure. bogging down more memory. But like, I don't feel bad about skipping those ads because I will listen to it halfway through. But once we're at the end, I don't feel that need to listen to those ads anymore you know okay sure are, i think like, that
0: a lot of the ads for podcasts though are tied into you doing something using their code right so if, sure. if it like, go back to loot crate because loot crate is awesome mm-hmm. have you uh, used that yet no i keep is looking it? at it and i'm like oh i should do it oh but and eh, then budget is
1: it even available then. in canada i'm not sure
0: oh it is yeah
1: oh yeah okay because it is a really cool concept.
0: It's so cool. Yeah. But then there's also like Horror Block. I'm like, do I want that one? And there's one that's just for video game stuff. And I'm just like, eh, and, and. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Right. But anyway, so like if you go to Loot Crate and then say, if we got Loot Crate ads, we get maybe a little bit, maybe if we're big enough. Mm -hmm. just to have the ad in there, but most of it is having the audience go to lootcrate.com slash from, and then using that to purchase. That's how they get paid, right? So whether you hear it or not, believe me, I've looked into this a lot because we have a podcast, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is why we keep talking about growing because we'd like to get to where this is paying for itself, blah, 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 blah. So... That's how they make their, most of their money is if you're listening to Crime Town and Crime Town probably doesn't have that, but say you needed a mattress and they are sponsored by Casper Mattresses. Yeah. If you went in and were like caspermattresses.com slash Crime Town, then they get a percentage and that's how they make their coin. So whether you listen to the stuff at the end or not doesn't really matter, but what To support these podcasters if you're not going to their Patreon is if you do decide I'm going to do Nature Box or Loot Crate or Mm -hmm. whatever ad they have. If you are going to do that is to use their code because that's how they get paid.
1: And that makes sense. And I, I can get behind that. Like Then I feel even less guilty about skipping those ads because I'm not using Loot Crate right now. I'm not using Casper Mattresses. Another example is when I listen to the Jim Rome show on on the local sports station. He will often—it's weird because he will go to commercial that is paid for by CBS, but he will also advertise for a couple things like I think Casper, a mattress company of some sort. I can't remember which one. And like around sure. how um, Valentine's Day, he will always uh, talk about. Uh, I think it's
0: like Pro Flowers or something Pro like that. Pro
1: Flowers or flowers.com or whatever. He does Dollar Shave yeah. Club. There's a lot of different things that he advertises for, but he's always got the use the promo code
0: Rome, Rome. yeah.
1: And so he's getting a little bit of money off that yes. as well as Oh, interesting. Okay.
0: See, and that's huh. what the that's the new there's so many new ways people are trying to monetize creating content, mm-hmm. right? And that's one of the ways that companies Like that way companies aren't throwing a whole bunch of money into advertising that they can't really afford. But this way you get some money and they get money because you're – the the listeners ordering something from the mattress place. They get a mattress, so then they've got their business, but you also get – I don't know what the percentage off of a mattress is. Say 10. So you get 10 percent of that because they used your code. Or right. or you get discounts based on codes, so it's just like the lootcrate.com/slash/the guys from will give you blah 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 mm-hmm. on off of your first order or whatever, right? Right.
1: Yeah. So and it's so no, that's like, good to know. And so again, that's why I feel even less guilty about skipping that is because I, again, at this point in my life, I'm not using that. But if I do, I will certainly be going back and going. Okay, I know that. Crime Town uses Loot Crate. I think that's one of the ones. Or they have some, um, which is the one where they, you can order a bunch of different tailor, clothes kind of tailored to your style. There's something like that. And I would go, okay, I know that's on Crime Town. I can go through my Crime Town episodes and listen to that and be like, okay, that's a promo code. I will go and use them from there. So when it comes time that I want to use this, because some of them are really cool concepts, when I have the money to do that or when I have the the, the means or the, the want to do that, I will go through there and find that promo code because, I mean, as long as it's still active, why not? Yep. As long as it's still active, but why not get a chance to to get a discount or or help that that if I can help the the podcast out that I like that much, cool. Yeah. Me listening to that podcast and skipping those ads isn't gonna do anything.
0: No, as long you know, as you like have it. an idea, if, it, if it's just like, you keep mentioning Crime Town, like, Crime Town's brought to you by yeah. whatever mattress. Is, so you know that, and you're just like, okay, cool, and then skip. Fine.
1: Yeah, but, totally, exactly.
0: And we listen to a lot of American podcasts, because most of the big ones are from the U.S., and some of the stuff that they have ads for, not in our country. No. It's like, yeah, Blue Apron sounds lovely, but we don't have it, so... Skip, and skip, that's
1: it. that's exactly it. So, and I don't feel bad about it. I, I don't necessarily feel bad about skipping ads. So, to answer your question, Steve, uh, Stephen, I don't really feel guilty about skipping ads. I, I, I understand that they are a means to make money, but I also understand that I find them infuriating. So, if I can skip them and they're not, especially if there's too many, like I said, a thirty-second ad in the middle of a of a podcast, no big deal. At the beginning of Norm Macdonald Live, he says this. This episode of Norm Macdonald is brought to you by Texture and whatever else. And yeah. Yeah, sure. Fine, whatever. I'm not going to skip that because it's a quick little ad. And he jumps to a couple ads, but he, like us, he kind of makes them funny. And he he has some repartee with his second person. And at least they're a little bit more interesting to listen to. It's not just, this is the ad for the thing that I'm selling. And here's why you should buy it and use my promo code. And this is the thing. It's, it's a little bit more engaging, so it makes it worth listening to it. Yeah. But if it's just a dumb thing that they're reading off a script that has no real fun to it, I just... I have no issue skipping it.
0: I want ads to return to the way they used to be. And I mean, like, 50s.
1: Oh. Okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like, where a a program is... So, we were talking in the last segment about that upcoming show, The Deuce. Yeah. Now, HBO is a little different, because they're a subscription service, so that's where they make their money, basically, that and merch and stuff. Yeah. Yeah but let's say that they were on uh Fox. Okay. If instead of commercials, the Deuce was brought to you by Pepsi. Mhm. It's like Pepsi presents the Deuce. Fine. Okay. Yeah. So then all they like they all drink Pepsi instead of other stuff? Okay. Yeah. Fine. Baked in at like it's the time they set the the Pepsi looks like it did in 71 or whatever. Yeah. I said it was set in the early 70s. So yeah, so Pepsi looks right. That's what they're drinking when there's I don't know if there were Pepsi machines at the time. There probably was.
1: I expect it would be.
0: Or like a truck drives by or uh, it's fine. Pepsi hey, presents this uh, you, and then so it's just like a bottle of Pepsi. Right? Yeah. Like I don't no, totally. I don't mind that. Like Fringe used to do it on Fox. Where it said, presented to you with minimal interruption by Ford.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. So
0: so Ford paid for most of the advertising space. So that way the show didn't have as many ads, but it was brought to you by Ford.
1: Okay. And I haven't
0: watched that show in like a decade, and I still remember that.
1: (laughs) Well, and I mean, that's the thing. Like, obviously you can't... Ford isn't going to pay for the entire thing to have it completely ad-free, but... If they can pay for a good chunk of the commercial time, that means that it's like, we're going to say this is sponsored by us, but that also means that we don't have to go to as many ads, and it just means that every vehicle they drive is Ford. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Okay, I'm down with that. Right? I have zero issues with that. Plus, it would actually probably make me go, I mean, I'm a Ford guy anyway, but I would probably be more inclined to buy a Ford because I'm like, good for you guys for making me want to for making me see fewer commercials
0: now at the same time if everybody's doing it as television and radio used to be where mm-hmm. every show was brought to you so the it was the crest drama hour right like that that right, was a yeah. thing well, i don't know that crest had a drama hour but
1: sure just for the purpose of the example exactly
0: so yeah uh, that would be followed by i don't know the sc johnson family Television pro, like all of every single one was that, but mm-hmm. it also meant that the brands associated with the content, and that meant the content had to be passed through the brands, because you couldn't do right. something that wouldn't fit the SC Johnson, a family company brand.
1: Sure, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, so there's there's certainly give and take to to that sort of advertising.
0: Yeah, but like what Ford did for Fringe or if like we were Pepsi presents the deuce and it Mm -hmm. just meant that that was what it was and baked in advertising. I don't mind product placement. As long as it's not egregious, I don't care.
1: (laughs) Was it? And I, I can't quite remember, but I think it was Josie and the Pussycats when they made that movie, like the product placement. It was like that scene from, uh, from Wayne's World where they were talking about how they're not going to sell out and they're eating Doritos and they're drinking their Pepsi and then they're wearing their Reebok hats and everything like it was so overtly obvious and I think Josie and the Pussycats was the same way They, it was so over the top to make a statement yeah that's one thing but when it's not
0: when it's World like War not- Z and all of a sudden in the middle of Brad Pitt being chased by zombies he stops to have a Pepsi at a Pepsi machine with the exactly. logo out it's just like okay
1: and that's exactly it. If it's if it's subtle enough, like if it helps fit the story and isn't so completely obvious that it's just well obviously we clearly know that that was product placement, I have no issues with it. And as long as it's not they're not literally selling to, you know, Pepsi and McDonald's and Ford and L'Oreal and every company that will absolutely put their product in there to give them extra money. As long as it's one or two companies and not every company under the sun, I have no issue with it.
0: Well, unless it fits the story, because it makes more sense. I I would rather watch a movie where they're drinking a beer that I know, Mm -hmm. or at least a beer that exists, rather than beer brand beer.
1: Well, I think about...
0: Although there is a beer brand beer.
1: There is a beer brand beer, but it's awful. (laughs) It's like TNT or Black Label, but... I think about watching, because we are so in tune to product placement, I think about watching things like Friends. And when I was re-watching it a couple months ago, because that's what I do, I go through on cycle, I was very in tune to the fact that they would have cereal boxes or, or beverages or something, and the props people clearly changed the label just enough so that they couldn't get sued for using somebody's product, but you knew what it was. Yeah, And it's like, just... Just have that company use that product in the in the show. You might get some money. And I don't care if it's Coke instead of cocoa or something like that, right? Like it's – you're not – I don't care if you don't change the label. Just don't draw attention to it. And I found that often they would change enough just to make it look weird. And that actually threw me off a little bit. Yeah, so, but like, there's I a lot
0: had, to that, right? Because that was sure. the heart of network when networks were the power – so yeah. maybe they had a deal with the other side, and they but they couldn't get this, and they didn't want to be associated with that. And if they wanted to have Rice Krispies and friends, they had to t- not talk about the birth control as much. I'm right. just throwing stuff out there, right? So like, yeah, there's yeah. all of that crap involved too. Totally, and but- I
1: un- I understand that too, right? But like, I think it's just to me, it seemed like they were almost trying to go the complete opposite and not do product placement that it, it almost was too obvious that they weren't trying to do that, but I, I also understand your your side of the yeah. argument. So anyway, it's it's a weird weird world. Yes it is. As far as ads go. And yeah. I
0: like again to answer the question for myself, because I don't know that I did, because you did like ten minutes no, ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I don't feel bad either, but I do understand. The need to have them. So I don't get as frustrated as Dave Mm -hmm. does. But I wouldn't mind if we went back to more of the 40s, 50s style. Uh, To a point where it is some product placement or there's just – there are breaks for a certain thing. I listen to the retro radio shows and some of my favorites are the ones that still have the ads baked in. So,
1: And I think that's the biggest thing is – I don't I understand that ads are a source of revenue and it's how the world works and it's how the the media world works but it's the it's the unnecessary interjections it's the the ones that happen randomly in the middle of a video like we talked about at the, the beginning of yeah. the segment those are the ones that I find really frustrating yeah. and it's the ones that are are not skippable the ones that you are forced to watch a 25 second L'Oreal ad I don't use L'Oreal I never will use L'Oreal I don't need to but I have to watch it because I'm not unable to escape it. Those are the ones that I find frustrating. Yeah,
0: that and the Canadian system of having so, 12 ads that repeat over and over and over again throughout yeah. a three-hour broadcast. Those are frustrating, too.
1: Yeah. I feel like we've talked about ads before. I feel like we'll talk about advertising again. It's just kind of the way our podcast goes. It's kind of a cyclical thing, yep. and uh, it just came back around today. So yeah. Um, I hope that answered your question, Stephen. Anything else before we go? Nope. All right. Well, I guess that's it. You, Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we just want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. Do you want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron. That's Ron with two N's. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U. And we are at Guys From Podcast. You can email us at podcast at gmail.com, Facebook us at the Guys from or... Just have something in your TV show or podcast that has a question for us, but maybe don't put it in the ad part because there's a good chance that I won't hear it, and I'm not sure about Sean either. So the main part of your media, that would be the best place to ask your question, and do it that way, and hopefully we'll get to it.
0: Yeah. If you enjoy the guys from podcast, tell anyone you can, any way you can, and the best thing you can do to help us spread the word, so that way we can start having ads that you can skip in them. Wait, that's not... That's not what I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's to leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, just like Terra7 did. Shouted out Terra7 last week as well, but I'm going to throw it out here again. Thank you so much for leaving us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to see more. And also, yeah. if you have a question, tweet at me or tweet at Dave, or both. Yeah. Because we don't know if we've answered one of your questions, Terra7. Yeah, there you I go. don't think t- Terra7 is a real name. It might be, but that would be a very strange name. Yeah.
1: Very Seinfeldian name. Anyway,
0: thanks. (laughs) We're available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. Hey, Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug?
1: Speaking of Twitter, uh, not all the blockbusters are gone. There's one left. It's The Last Blockbuster, and they can be found on Twitter. They are at Lone Blockbuster, L-O-N-E Blockbuster, and it's a great follow. Um, So on top of Sean... And The Guys From, and <coughs> me. Uh, follow them. Sean? <laughs> On
0: our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this weirdly, largely about TV and kind of focused podcast... We
1: also plugged a lot of shit yeah, we today. Did. We really did. Like, we just randomly plugged, like, the, the Crime Town and HBO and, like, there was a Pepsi. bunch of stuff that... Yeah. We just randomly plug things and we didn't get paid by anybody anyway sorry
0: anyway uh on the notion of plugs yeah we write articles on things like music that's indie music every day throwback tracks every thursday movies gaming you name it we probably write about it
1: i interrupted you before so where can we find all this again
0: www.theguysfrom.com oh yeah Head to iHorror.com for all of your horror news interview interview needs. And speaking of plugs that we're not going to be paid for, hey Dave, do you know who has a new album out? No, who has a new album out? Kesha.
1: (laughs) Of course she does.
0: (laughs) It's actually, it's really good. Is it? She's gone a little bit more country. She's got a couple of songs featuring Eagles of Death Metal. Okay it's got a bit of there are some songs that sound a little Dolly Parton like there's some weird poppy like it's it's really good it's probably her best album so cool. I Go Kesha. yeah just a shout out to Rainbow by Kesha
1: all right Special thanks to the Sweets for our great opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And also special thanks to Kevin McLeod at Encompatech.com for our takeout music called Fearless First, as well as today's ad music called Hyper Fun.
0: This has been episode 182 of the Guys From Podcast, The Deuce Podcast. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean.
1: And I'm Dave. Have a great week, everybody.
0: The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by nothing. Nothing but the refreshing, sweet flavor of Sierra Mist. Take it with you to the beach. Take it with you when you're on your way to work. Get that sweet lemon-lime taste with that hint of mist just to give you a straight, smooth feeling to get through your day.
1: Sierra Mist, like the third-rate Seven Up and Sprite.
0: Well, it's it's a lemon lime soda that also has mint in it.
1: That's what. That's why I keep saying mint. It's like a mojito. It's like a a Sprite mojito. Yeah, without the alcohol. They also
0: don't pay us, and I've given them two free ads. And I don't even think we can get it here. Sierra Mist. Can we
1: get Sierra Mist here? I don't know. Doubtful. Canada sucks.
0: Do you, do you want me to end on that?
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't hate Canada. I just figured it was a good endpoint.